Welcome back to the Warhammer Lorecast. My name is Naked Mango, and this is going to be our very first patron chat. Sadly, we don't have any patrons because my co-host scares everyone away. <laughs> hey, um, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, he says shit like that to strangers, and they're like, why would I watch your podcast now? But other than that, complete and utter lie. Let's welcome our first official patron <laughs> to our new patron chat. The Seven Blades. Hey, what's up, guys? Hi, Blades. <laughs> you guys probably recognize him from LOZ and Resident Every Evil show. and Cyberpunk Every show. and D&D. Every show. Every show. But yeah, pretty much literally every single show. Because he's yeah. he just fans like that. He fangirls hard. Oh, very much so. <laughs> Quite. I love Blades. <laughs> I know he's got a lot. He's got like weird posters all over his wall. It's kind of creepy. Mm, it is. You can see him in the background. <laughs> like how we pointed to the Cthulhu mask. <laughs> I did play Cthulhu with a brown that one time. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. see, not, not too wrong. Today, we're just going to keep it kind of light with our patron chat. We're just going to talk about some of our favorite things that happened during 30K. Some of it may be over the horse heresy and things like that. Aaron may not know it, but he's going to learn today. You're going to learn today, boy. <laughs> uh, wiggity waggity. Here comes that. I don't know. You're better at that than I am. I can tell. <laughs> uh, it's hard being funny all the time, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's exhausting. Oh, okay, so we're going to talk 30K. At our favorite moments. I don't have any favorite moments. I have favorite things I learned. Blades, what are your favorite moments? I'd like to re-clarify. Is it just strictly 30K events or is it anything before that too? Oh, anything before that is fine. Hmm. Well, I mean, I know some of the random funny shit that people have gotten up to. I'm not sure. If, not specifically sure if it's all 30k. I would need to uh, double check some things, but no, you're fine. Just talk about it. Worst <laughs> case scenario, it happened in like the 47,000th year. I don't give a shit. It's not that big of a deal. We'll go over it eventually. <laughs> And if it's something, if it's something I don't want in, I'll just cut it out. <laughs> ah, that's fair. That's a good point. How much do you know about STCs, Aaron? SCPs? I know a lot about SCPs. Uh, Not according uh, to your comments. Nah. Uh, <laughs> um, I have no idea what an STP is. It sounds like an STD. Well, in some cases, I guess maybe. <laughs> a lot of STCs out there. Uh, you can kind of consider them like ancient blueprints from like the golden age of humanity. And people who find these things are generally like well rewarded fabulously throughout their entire lives. Like I believe one of the funnier ones that I know about is that these three Imperial Guard came across an STC that essentially was for a really good knife and each of them got their own planets the rule over. Can confirm. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Hold on. So you're telling me in the 30K universe, 
I walk around. I stumble upon a how to craft knife book. I bring it in and I now get to own planets. <laughs> to be clear, it's significantly more complicated than just a random book you find laying on the ground. Uh, <laughs> Some of them are alive. I'm sorry, what? Well, the STCs are usually inputted into these. So back when humanity was going into AI, they had these these machines to build things for them, but they got more and more complicated, which is essentially how they became sentient. So an STC is usually in these robots, these AI, because they're building everything for humanity. And huh. let me tell you, like 5,000 years of for however many, how when did the dark age of technology start? Uh, uh shit. Twentieth, <laughs> 20th, 20th, like the twenty thousands, somewhere in there. I, I want to say, I don't remember the exact years. Well, if we're going up to thirty k, the ten thousand years of hatred for humanity doesn't make them nice to play with. I can picture right now as a knife wielding robot. <laughs> you're, you're so far <laughs> off. Have you ever seen iRobot? Yes. You remember when Will Smith goes into the factory? And the, the factory is fully automated, and he's like, robots making robots. That would be an STC. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not just one little tiny robot fucking at a blacksmith making knives for 10,000 years. They <laughs> <laughs> were able to essentially rebuild life however they saw fit by changing the atoms. <sighs> See, this just gets more and more convoluted in my imagination because now all I can do is imagine a robot walking up to a small child and going you're a knife now and <laughs> reorganizing their items. I would essentially Adams. not be outside the possibility. <laughs> oh my god. I, I probably wouldn't be a very good knife if it was made out of a person but that's fucked up. It also very much depends on the STC. Yeah not every STC has every blueprint and also not every STC survives because 40k it's very frowned upon for pretty much any type of robotic to exist they have to be the only reason the knife one is alive for instance is because the knives were incredible quality like game changing knives that's the only reason they tolerate it there have been multiple STCs that have been destroyed See, this still still just confuses me because it's to me, it's just a knife. You have guns that literally can decimate airships the size of half of New York. Yeah. Yet you are so fascinated with a knife that you allow this destructive, terrible creature to live. Aaron, you you were in the military, right? Yeah. So you had training with guns. Guns, knives, explosives, yes. Okay, so what do guns need to matter? They need pew-pews. They need bullets. Bullets, that's right. There bullets. are a lot of times where there are so many enemies, they run out of bullets. And when the gun doesn't go pew-pew, would you rather beat people to death with a gun or have a knife that can't break? <laughs> Fair point. All right. <laughs> well, I just thought maybe Space Marines might be better equipped and have more bullets. Well, well these aren't the in close quarters combat. 
Okay. There's a very popular meme in the 40k universe where it's a guy standing on top of a tank and he's screaming. He's like holding a sword and a gun, pointing with a sword, and he's screaming, "Drive this tank closer so I can hit the enemy with my sword." <laughs> <laughs> the only uh, meme that I am very familiar with because I've watched it three times is where the Space Marine is singing, "I'm still standing" as he's oh god massacring. <laughs> I'm so excited for Space Marine too. <laughs> I'm still standing. Does he know that his comms are live? <laughs> Let him cook. That's good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so okay. Joking aside, basically these are blueprints that are embedded in robotic organisms that aren't supposed to exist. And if one is found that is deemed useful by the Imperium of Man they will reward the person who found it. Yep. Mm-hmm. If it's deemed not useful, it will be destroyed and acted like it never existed. Yep. Mm-hmm. There are also events where the finder is executed on the spot, too. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, so we got to take it to the <laughs> next level. Wow. Loyalty out the fucking window at that point. <laughs> Wow. Hey, good job, Space Marine, for finding this. Uh, but we don't think it's useful, so kaboom. <laughs> I okay, so what I don't understand then is why are people willing to turn these things in if there's a risk of execution? Loyalty. Well, yeah, loyalty plays a pretty big part in it. A lot of STCs are also considered like technology from the time of the Emperor. So it's a loyalty thing as well as a faith thing. It's their right or their objective duty to turn this in, even if it means their life. Agreed. Wow. They have so much more dedication to the Emperor than I originally thought. Well, he's literally their god, so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You also have to... so. I don't know that many instances where a space marine has specifically has found these. That being said, if it is a space marine, depending on the faction, they can say we're going to execute you. And depending on the faction, they could say you could fucking try. <laughs> <laughs> this is how the Horus Heresy started. I got it. I already know. Space wolves. <laughs> it will. The Empire had tried to execute the Space Wolves like six times. <laughs> and they say, nah, not today. I don't feel like it. The Space Wolves have gone to war with like at least two factions that, no, three factions that I'm aware of, of just other Space Marines. They went to they went to war with the, the Grey Knights once because this is going to be one of my favorite topics. This definitely didn't happen during 30K. That's just a favorite story I like to tell. Basically, demons invaded a planet. Grey Knights are an order that specifically target demons, and the Grey Knights, they both landed on the planet, fought off the demons, and there was a faction of humans that managed to successfully fight off the demons. They found this faction, helped them build up their camp, fortify and everything. They all fought and successfully prevent, uh, like, fought off the invasion. And then once every, all of that had happened, the Grey Wolves, or the Grey Knights, have a very specific rule, which is if you even see a demon, you have to die. You're executed. 
just to even see a demon, you risk being corrupted. And the Space Wolves were like, these are all great warriors. You could fuck off. We're not going to let you just kill these people after they fought so hard to survive. And then they went to war. <laughs> well, then I guess the Space Wolves saved everybody. Oh, probably not. I don't know. I don't remember what the end was. <laughs> I don't care about that part. <laughs> Grand Knights tend to be very... Oh, what's that? You've heard of a demon before? Probably shouldn't be alive anymore. Oh, Aaron, Aaron, part of what part of the reason what you have to realize is ninety nine percent of humanity does not know chaos exists, doesn't know demons exist. They don't even know most Xenos exist. Uh, no, I shouldn't say most. They they don't like they don't know the Nids exist. If they if they hear about Xeno, most of the time it's just like, hey, there was a weird elf in a ship, and it's like, oh, that's weird. I have my food. It's been a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so hungry. <laughs> My gosh, there's so much about the 40k universe. Yes, that I'm learning. Yes, that is. just dumbfounds me, and it's like, how has the human race survived this long? They fuck. <laughs> uh, he didn't say it. I was gonna say it. <laughs> they, yeah, they 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 are considered a horde race for a reason. So it's you'll hear like the Nids took out a whole solar system. That's like twelve inhabited planets that are gone. Oh well. All right, let's make like rabbits and fuck. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so basically the human race, the ones that aren't involved in the actual war, their whole job is just to procreate in the name of the emperor. Yes and no. Like, obviously, they all have actual jobs, and it's all really shitty. <laughs> One, no, no, I'm not even kidding. One of them is named Steve, and his job is to clean the porta johns. It's a shitty job. Uh, that depends on what floor you're on, because there's certain <laughs> hive cities are built literally, basically like ant hills, just cities on top of cities, floors on top of floors. And most of the time, the lower you get, the more fucked up the place is. There's, there's probably just people pissing all over walls. You've got people like Michelle walking by going, is that guy peeing? It smells like piss over here. Is <laughs> that guy peeing? Ah, Gen Con reference. <laughs> uh, okay. We went on this long tangent. I think I got the understanding. Okay. So what is another iconic moment? that you guys want to talk about? Unfortunately, a lot of my knowledge starts pretty much Great Crusade uh, ending into the Horus Heresy. So I don't know much at all when it comes to 30k and before. So Horus Heresy does happen in 30k. It's the majority of 30k, actually. Yeah, but you were going to talk about it a lot with Aaron for future episodes, so I didn't want to go into it. That's fine. This is just, as far as I'm concerned, any tidbit. These are just little nuggets for all you chitlets out there. Until I talk about it, get you excited for more story of the time for Papa Mango. Please, please never put your mouth on the microphone like that again. So gross. You're just jealous you can't get yours that deep. All right, so how much do you know of what was his name? Loken? 
Lorgar? No. Um, it was a space marine, one of the original Grey Knights. Oh, um, I don't know. I don't was, know anything um, about the original Grey Knights. A, a lunar wolf. I believe you mentioned him, but... Lunar wolf. The only thing I know about lunar wolves is that's what the Horus, yeah, the children of Horus were called beforehand. Not children of Horus. The hell is it called? Shit. Maybe it's the children of Horus. Why am I blanking so hard right now? Oh, god damn it. This is driving me insane. Loken. He's one of the uh, survivors of the Ispan 3 incident. Gotcha. And I believe he's the one who went to... Oh, is he the one that survived and went and warned everybody? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was... I didn't think he was a Linderwolf. I thought he was a... Um, one of Perturabo's guys. I could be wrong. That's just how I remember it. Nah, he was actually one of the uh, captains for the Linderwolves. Yeah. All right. Why is it so hard to remember him? <laughs> the, the Imperial Fist Primarch name. Get fuck. <laughs> Right? Well, it shouldn't be hard. Wait, Imperial Fist? Is that a... Dorn. Dorn. Rag or Rogel Dorn. Yeah. I couldn't stop thinking about Randall. I was like, I'm going to get there. I know it's in there somewhere. <laughs> My Primarch's name is Randall. But uh, basically, I, I, if I remember correctly, he went to Rogel Dorn and was the one who spilled the beans on the Horus Heresy. Makes sense. Uh, and But Rogel didn't take him at his word. So both, yeah. he basically told Rogel he's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he got the shit rocked out of him. <laughs> yeah. Aaron, in the early days, there was actually a very depressing amount of warnings about the heresy, but nobody wanted yeah. to believe anyone. Everybody was like, my brother would never betray me. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the Warhammer universe is the very definition of blinded by faith. I can see it. it. Because, you know, you've got this incident where they've been warned several times. No, my brother at arms would never just completely betray me. And then when it happens, they go, who could have known? <laughs> like it was a fucking surprise. And then you got these people that are getting executed because they did what by their religious belief was the right thing and turned over this very dangerous ancient you know schematic essentially and thought they were doing the right thing and they get executed because it's not useful like I feel like yeah it's just really fucked it's a dark future <laughs> I start to see now why you said there are no good guys in the future this is not a place for heroes. <laughs> so sad. To obey commands. Even then you die when you obey commands. Well, yeah, but then you die in the name of the emperor. That's a good thing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Screw it. I'm becoming a Xenos. At least their ship makes more sense. That depends on the Xenos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm becoming an Eldrin. <laughs> we just, we um, just fuck but to make a new guy. My point: No one actually knows, as far as I'm aware, what happened to Loki. 
It's one of the... It's not like a huge mystery, but it's a big mystery in the Warhammer 40k universe. Is he shouldn't be dead. If memory serves, a lot of the... Or I should say the vast majority of the surviving... The loyal survivors of the traitor legions, the ones who didn't turn traitor, most of them were integrated into the Ultramarines. So it could be that he's just, if he's alive, he's just an Ultramarine now. So here's something else. You brought that up. They just kind of disappeared after all of this. So what I've also noticed from the stories that I've read and the things that you guys are sharing is that it seems like characters disappear quite frequently in the series only to come back with some mysterious super saiyan level power and then just start beating ass super depends on who they are and realistically what that truly comes down to that's less of a gw thing this is more of a who wrote the book who needs to be the hero and how long they need to matter kind of thing okay because of course when you come to books if one author wrote the first book and then 10 years later a different author writes the follow-up the guy the hero in the first book who was all-powerful couldn't be couldn't be taken down could be just another guy in the line in the second book depends on the author depends on where he's needed I love that though that all the ranks are basically filled up with these Omega powerful heroes and any one of them could take the front stage at any moment. I keep telling you to read, but no <laughs> words are hard. That's why audiobooks exist. Uh, um, uh, well, I have some interesting facts that I've learned that I really like so far. Like, uh, imagination. Fucking orcs. Fucking orcs. orcs. I love... No, what I've loved to learn about the orcs so far is basically that though their history and their actions are just for the most part purely coincidental and idiotic to the point of comedy Mm. they have somehow defied the odds and continued to be a dominant species they're simple they really only need one thing (laughs) wow is it wow (laughs) I'm interested though to learn why a wall has so much power and why their imagination is so capable. Mind over matter. Well, if you don't mind, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and they don't mind anything. Nothing, <laughs> and nothing matters. No, uh, we kind of talked about this before, though, where it's not really. Yeah, it's not really known. It's just a fact of the 40K universe. There's plenty of theories out there, but. I mean, I like the theory that states that that they're so naturally made that they are connected to the actual like warp to a degree. I like that theory. I, I like that. I like to think that that would be the most capable one as well. 
you know, they're so naturally occurring that, you know, they're yeah. they're basically just one with the universe. It's certain, to an extent. It's definitely my favorite theory. But that was one of the interesting things we that I've learned on the podcast. However, something I've been doing outside of the podcast, even though I didn't tell you this, I've been researching the actual like the ones I can get my hands on the trials that space Marines have to go through before they can become space Marines mm-hmm. in different factions. And holy shit. I thought the blood angels was brutal and like one, a one off thing. No, no, it's not like it is one of the more brutal trials that people have to commit to. But like some of the other factions, like the space wolves, like <laughs> my boys, Jesus. I told you my boys, <sighs> you don't just wake up one day <laughs> and Lottie die your fucking way into it into become a space Marine in general, but certainly a space wolf. Like, I can't remember which faction it is, but there's another one where basically there's just a bunch of convicts. They're sentenced to death, and is this a space marine faction? Yeah, the night. Why do I not remember the name? <laughs> is I can't remember which one it is. Is it? But the, I was reading up on it. Is it? And the, uh, they're basically night lords. The night lords. Yeah, they're basically sentenced to death, and they have a choice: either go out and fight or die. Here, like we'll just kill you right now, and most of them pick to go fight. And they're basically allowed limited freedom as long as they continue to fight in the name of the emperor. They can't be night lords if it's the name of the emperor. Uh, so unless it's be- a thirty, unless it's thirty k. Yeah, it's before they went about their whole shady deals with. Gotcha. That with makes the, sense. Uh, demons in the alley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's really fucked. And and that I didn't even get into the more fucked up factions like, you know, your Chaos Knights and like I didn't get into these things yet because I'm like, well, we're not there yet. We haven't discussed these things. Yeah. So I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. But what I've realized is, yeah, you don't just wake up and go, I'm going to enlist and take like a basic test, like a physical evaluation test. And they go, OK, yeah, you qualify to be a space marine like you would a fighter pilot in the air force like that's not how this works like they go i mean you get a physical test but it's going to be the most brutal fucking thing you'll ever do and you might not survive it like there's a good 70 percent chance 80 percent chance you're not going to live through this without the primaris marines say what the next step of ascension is now a Primaris Marine, which is just a space Marine, but bigger. Um, but uh, there's even less chance of surviving to becoming one of those. And it was like a 20% chance to become a Blood Angel. And uh, a lot of it's like, hmm, that kid has potential. Come here! And then they took him. <laughs> <laughs> Come here! Oh, like in the seeding process for some of these factions you know it's not too bad but the fucking blood angels you're staying in a basically a coffin for a good year getting this blood transfusion essentially and you have a 20% chance of surviving this 
like that's super fucked and that's after you found your way to this coliseum through this terrible wasteland of destruction and death and fighting for survival against each other people and the elements and don't forget uh, blood angels are notorious for absolutely hating any type of mutation Mm -hmm. you get mutated out there in that radiac desert they pretty much kill you anyway Oh yeah. yeah, even if you do get to the Coliseum, you you get there and you're mutated, they're going to off you. And then you have to fight each other and only the strongest of you are selected to go and possibly become Blood Angels. You have to go through hell and back just to get the chance to get injected with some Gucci red blood. And then you have a 20% chance of surviving, surviving that. That's... Fuck, these guys have to want to become... Blood Angels. Fucking Space Marines. Like, I always thought the Space Marines looked cool, but now after reading up on just the challenges they have to overcome to become Space Marines, it is very clear why these guys are like the elite of the elite. Have you seen what Space Marines look like without their armor? I have not. There's multiple passages where a human has looked on a space marine with the armor and they get this revolting feeling and they urge to kill. Because it's, it's so not human. Okay, I have to. Okay, I have to see if I can find an image. I don't know. I have to see. If the images really do it justice for that kind of passage. I think it might depend on the, the seed too. Because I know, at least with most of the Space Wolf books, there's multiple times where they wander around without armor and nobody nobody gives a shit. So I think it might I think it might come down to the gene seed and how mutated they become and things like that. I mean, some of these guys just look like big boys, big beefy boys. But yeah, there's some of them I'm here seeing here like they've got mutations. Like, holy, holy shit. This whole time I thought, like, they were basically on stilts. No, no, they're big as shit. (laughs) They're big as shit. Like, this is legit armor on them. Yeah. There's no jumping up inside of it. No, no, no. Their feet are, like, a good maybe inch away from the actual bottom of the boot on the armor. Mm Mm-hmm. These guys are big as shit. I can see why some people with some of these mutations though, like some of these guys have like Popeye style arms, like and other ones have like big ass mutated. They look like mutants from the uh, Fallout games. <laughs> You're talking about uh, the super mutants. Super mutants, yeah. They some of these guys look like super. Okay. See this this is this is something new. I really like this. There. I put something in chat there for you. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh my god. What's with the Oh, the Emperor of Mankind. Okay, I get it. Oh my god. Okay, I was looking at some of these. I can see why. Oh my gosh, yeah. And like 10 foot tall. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, they're massive. And on average, you're going to like 
to put it in perspective, they need to be this big because most of what they're fighting is going to be this big. Or bigger. Or bigger. I can see now why the gene seed's necessary. I thought for, for a little while reading some of these past like trials and stuff that they had to do, I thought it was just kind of like, you know, the bro test. <laughs> Like, we want you to pump yourself full of this weird liquid to prove you're a true bro kind of thing. No, it's literally to morph and mutate their body into these disgusting amalgamations of mankind. Like, we want you to basically become a giant, so we need you to change your genetic coding. This is crazy. And the average Imperial Guard is only six foot. Compared to the custodes that are nine foot sixteen inches tall. I mean, don't get me wrong. Your average Imperial Guard is probably going to be peak human compared to our standards in, re- in reality. But yeah, they're pretty much useless. They're, they're still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should re- I should tell you though that most Space Marine uh, Space Marines are meant to be like fast strike teams. They're not meant to be in the thick and thin for a very long time. Mm. They can be, but it's not ideal for them. Not every, not every, not every uh, legion, but for the most part, they should be swift strikes in and out, much damage in little time as possible. Huh. That's why the imperial. That's why you can't just have one. It, you don't always survive, and two, you can't just have a bunch of um, space marines go in alone because they're not going to hold whatever they take. Well, yeah. See, this is all interesting stuff. This is all super interesting. I do have one other thing, though, to ask. I was reading something online when I was looking up all of these different kind of trials they have to go through. And I found something about weaker gene seeds result in weaker space marines and like uh, impurities is what they said. Are they talking like mutations and things like that when they talk about the weaker gene seeds? So to my knowledge that could if I had to guess that could refer to the fact that once the Primarchs disappeared some of them continued to basically try and take DNA from the gene seeds or from the original hosts to continue to make gene seeds. And those gene seeds were obviously weaker than the originals and stuff like that. Mm, okay. Uh, and then I, I also, but then again, it could also be referring to the fact that, for instance, the space wolves have an impurity known as the wolfen. The the blood angels, they're in, they have an impurity, which is the blood rage. Thousand suns had an impurity that made them literally all turn to dust. Things like that. <laughs> now... Now, the impurity with the, um, oh, I keep wanting to say Crimson Rage, but that's not it. It's the, um, oh, God. Blood Rage? Blood Rage. That is? Yeah. That was because of what they did. Their impurity, I thought, was the black, um, gosh, I can't remember the name of it now. Oh, for the Blood Angels? Black Rage. Yeah. 
and Black it's not an impurity. That's their psychic link with Sanguinius, who was murdered. Oh, so badly. you don't know. Never mind. <laughs> no, no, I've read. I've read I this. I've read this. I, didn't know I just that didn't. I thought it was an impurity. <laughs> no, the red thirst is their impurity. Red that's, thirst. That's what yeah, it is. Sorry. So it's a red thirst and a black rage. Yeah, sorry. I was like, I couldn't remember which one was which. Yeah. Okay, so the red thirst is their rage or their impurity, but the black rage is because of the death of their primarch. Yep, they they were considered especially linked to their primarch through a, uh, especially psychically linked to their primarch. And what Horus did to him was described as so horrible. There was a massive psychic backlash that we felt throughout the gene seed for eternity. And that's why they can succumb to the black rage. However, I should say when Horus did that, Heather also ended up fucking up things with the forces of chaos because a blood angel and black rage is considered for the most part relatively unstoppable. <laughs> Hence why they get locked up in a tower. Yep. Shit gets real whenever they succumb to black rage. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh well we've discussed a lot of things mango we've talked about some of our favorite moments that we've learned so far mid-break or have experienced should we go yeah we should go to a mid-break you want to go to a mid-break no. can we go to a mid-break can we go outside no because you want it too bad <laughs> i mean we could we could go to a mid-break welcome to the mid-break Oh yeah, the mid-break. Where first and foremost, we're going to shout out, you guessed it, they are our favorite people. They support us, just like you guys, and we love them for it. The Muppets. The Muppets, that's what they're called? Yeah, the Muppet, like Kermit the Frog. The other ones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the other ones. Now, we're going to give a shout out to our fantastic patrons. Uh, uh, so our fantastic patrons, we have at the top of the list at our Adeptus Fumbleus patron level, the seven sins. <gasps> Yay. <laughs> yeah, he's here. He could have he just said hi and thanks for joining hi. us. Hi. You Thanks. Thanks for being awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, cutie. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have our corn dog patron, Evie from HR, and I hope I don't get fired. Uh, <laughs> Where you at, Evie? Next. Why aren't you here? Yeah, what's up, Evie? What it is? <laughs> well, now I know why she's and, not here. <laughs> and our last patron at our Imperial Guard level is Remington Cloutier. So, thank you to our lovely patrons for. Supporting us and putting up with our bullshit week after week. Mango makes it easy. Ah, uh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you to you, our listeners, uh, because without you, we wouldn't have a show, uh, or we would, and we just would feel very underaccomplished. <laughs> I just like hearing myself talk every week. Uh, yeah, you know. What <laughs> a coincidence! I like hearing you both talk every week. Oh, weird. (laughs) I'm going to find a way to edit in a clap track for that. 
Oh, that just sounds like fapping. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> stop jerking <laughs> off on camera. <laughs> uh, so uh, with that, we move on to some things we brought this week. Mango. You bitch, what'd you bring? I closed out of uh, the internet like a fool. <laughs> I brought news because I'm a good person. Nudes? Yeah, nudes. I don't want to see nudes. Look, you, uh, everybody, I'm showing Aaron my nipple right now. Gross. <laughs> nah, can I get it in looks- <laughs> You good? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the next models that are going to be updated for 10th ed is going to be Necrons. They're releasing a few updates and a couple of new major characters, new leadership characters who I can't think of what they're called in game right now. A few of them. I don't recognize any of them, but that's mostly because I don't know that much about the Necrons, but the models do look sick. If any of you are Necron players, I highly recommend looking up some of the new models they look amazing or they could just go to our show notes and click that link <laughs> you know what that would involve looking up the models <laughs> that's all i got that's, yeah that's it that's all you got i always <sighs> just bring news i don't bring i very rarely bring merch from here oh gosh well, Mango, your news was so incredibly overwhelming, and I don't know what to do with it, except for to talk about, do your feet get cold? Literally never. Oh, well, what about your fireplace's feet? Do they get cold? Do I look like I have a fucking fireplace? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have good news for you. In my mind, it just autocompleted to, do I look like I have feet? <laughs> Do I, look- I almost wow. I, I genuinely almost said that the first time I was like I don't have feet <laughs> Do you only see the bottom half Do I look like I have Listen, Feet are for perverts <laughs> Well I have good news for you Mango You can keep your feetsies warm And your fireplace warm With this new Warhammer 40k Imperium Christmas stocking That's not how stockings work <laughs> Christmas stockings work <laughs> You did all of this for a sock joke, and it's not even true. (laughs) Uh, Well, you can go over to Merchoid, and you can find this lovely stocking for a low, low price of $21.99. It has the iconic blue for the Imperium, and it has the lovely Imperium logo as well all over the damn thing. So uh, yeah, show your uh, show your Imperium love on your fireplace this year with this beautiful, beautiful stocking, and make sure you keep it warm. Fireplaces have feelings too, Mango. Yeah, they probably feel like, wow, this motherfucker, <laughs> this dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I'm a fireplace. He put a sock on me. You're warm now, aren't you, fireplace? <laughs> oh God. Well, fine. How about this? You ever? You ever found yourself just going to a tournament or something and you're like, God, I wish I had something to put these fucking minis in besides this tub or loosely in my backpack? 
Yeah, I definitely throw all of my very expensive minis that I spent <laughs> hours building. I just fucking ham fist them into a bag. Well, I got news for you. I found a lovely durable carrying case specifically built to hold 48 miniatures. This can be found on Amazon right now uh, or at the links in the show notes down below for a lovely $38.99. And you can get it in red, bronze, gold, silver, or black. It is made of vinyl material. It is sturdy, waterproof, and has a durable exterior. So you don't have to worry about crushing your miniatures as you go. Yeah, it's pretty nice. I like, I may want, because uh, when I start building my army, I definitely don't want to destroy them because I would be the guy to just jam them in the backpack and go, meh. (laughs) Because I don't know how luck works. Well, I can tell you that I have bad (laughs) a lot (laughs) oh gosh (sighs) well on that note that's all the items we've brought and news we brought for you today except for one more item so if you were uh, hanging out with us this last week in stream you would have seen that we've played a new game called A Day Out and A Day Out is a game on Steam, available right now for $12.99. Not a bad price for what it is, honestly. Where you go around finding clues with your friends or alone, and you hunt down cryptids to capture them. We spent a good maybe six hours combined playing this game, and none of us wanted to stop. And we actually have Kev the Dev from the game uh, come and uh, join us in our stream for a little bit this last Wednesday I believe and they are having a new Halloween event coming out soon and they are fixing some of the minor bugs that were involved Uh, minor bugs were usually ones that we found on the controller so it's nothing big especially for you PC players but it's definitely worth the price tag it's an awesome game it was genuinely a blast it was amazing uh, Blades and Mango and I played it as well as with some of the other fumbling four members. And uh, yeah, we couldn't put it down. It was a blast. <laughs> so there's our lovely shout out. 10 out of 10. Highly recommend. Uh, uh, yes, I would buy again. And we'll be buying again eventually. For Ariel. Um, For Ariel. I do have Oh. <gasps> Oh, so Blades is coming in late with the merch. Let's go. What do you got, Blades? I was looking for other things and came across something else. So uh, if you head on over to shirttoy.com, you can find various shirts that are themed around popular games, uh, as well as including Warhammer 40K. The particular one I brought for your consideration is Ragnar's Ice Krispies. Uh, the design is currently by Nemons. It's a serial design inspired by Ragnar Blackman from Okay. If I want to describe the shirt a little, it's clearly Ragnar's on there with some Rice Krispies. There's a free wolf tail inside. <laughs> and toasted oat cereal fortified with jeans. <laughs> 
I want to know why the wolf tail looks like a butt plug. <laughs> That's because us furries. No. <laughs> Listen, I have some friends that are furries and they don't have butt plugs. <laughs> you can get the shirt for 20 or 19.99. That's good not year. a bad price. 19.99 that's a good year. No, that's a tire. What you get? This is a fan created shirt, of course. Each purchase directly supports the original artist. You can get it in different colors as well. Looks like you could even get it on a hoodie. <gasps> oh, you said the magic words. For all you cold ass bitches out there. <laughs> Don't worry, we have some merch of our own coming soon, courtesy of the uh, our local fumbling four artist, Sunny. She good too. She good too. Yeah. I'm oh. looking forward to it. Oh, I can't wait to release this. Uh, I'm so fucking excited. <sighs> you know which one I'm excited uh, yeah, for. Yeah, I'm excited <laughs> too. I, I'm going to get it on a hoodie. I'm going to get it on a hoodie. <laughs> I'm going to get it on a fucking flag and fly it on my, <laughs> the back of my car. <laughs> oh, gosh. Speaking of our merch store, we have to tell people about it. It's kind of one of our responsibilities that I failed for the last two years on. Uh, we have a merch store right now. If you go to fumblingforstore.com, you can check out some of our merch items. We have cups, shirts, hoodies, pillows, blankets, baby clothes. Uh. <laughs> I'm legitimately pissed the first time I'm hearing about it. Here. <laughs> He's not joking, but he said he hasn't talked about it in two years. I haven't talked about it in two years. <laughs> the store has been up that whole time. But don't worry if you don't find a design that's in there right now that you see and you like. We've got way more coming. So just Sunny has been working out. constantly just pumping out stuff that we can we're gonna start drawing. Mm-hmm. Ariel is on this end too, creating some computer artwork and stuff. So with two artists working on it, we should have tons of new designs rolling out. And Sunny's are really cool. The one in particular that me and Mango were talking about a minute ago. So excited to release. So good. So good. I want to talk about it so bad. I mean, you can. I'm not going to. <laughs> I want you people to suffer until it's out. <laughs> and then I'll tell you about it. So good. That's been merch this entire time, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I could have shown my love for my level for the fumbling four with merch? I would have spent so much money. <laughs> uh, so don't worry right now. I actually have a discount code on the website. If you go there, it should be at the top. Uh, you, I think it's five or 10% off. I can't remember. I set it up later. And then I forgot about it. But yeah, go ahead and check it out. Fumbling4store.com. If you love any of the Fumbling 4 podcasts, I guarantee you there's merch on there for you. So, and there'll be more coming if there's something you're not interested in yet. So, with that. There's one more thing I want to talk about. Oh, let's go. I believe you forgot about it. What's that? It's about Tacticus. (gasps) The 40K mobile game. Oh, yes. the, guild, the guild that me and Aaron started called Fumbling Four. If you want to play with your favorite hosts and you want to you want to talk shit with me and make fun of Aaron in person, well, in, in person in chat, game, yeah. <laughs> it's just called it's Fumbling Four, the number four 
and Tacticus. Yeah. It's a phenomenal game. This one is actually isn't sponsored. It's just a lot of fun. It's just they yeah. have they have like 15 factions right now and they're con- constantly coming out with more and new characters and stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's genuinely great. I know you guys hear about Raid Shadow Legends all the time. Fuck Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> Tacticus. So you said that Tacticus isn't a sponsor of us, but you know who is a sponsor of us? <sighs> Who? That is a lovely dice company out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. So it's one of our local yokels and they create some amazing pieces of, um, dare I say, artwork dice. They are beautiful. They're lovely. One of a kinds. And they're cheap. They are so good. I have actually tested five of their sets now for balancing and they are perfectly balanced every set that i've bought so far of my own dice has been perfectly balanced i have yet to test the 10 sets ariel has but i cannot fathom why they would not be perfectly balanced so i know you go to walmart you buy the cheapo dice set for like five bucks it comes with like five of them and you come home and it's like maybe 10 out of 20 are perfectly balanced now maybe that's being generous it's like three out of 20 or perfectly balanced but that doesn't happen here and you get all kinds you get rubber wooden metal you get gemstone you've got all kinds of different kinds of dice and they're coming out with more on the regular and they allow you to use their discount code on the main screen there's always a discount going on and or some sort of deal going on and you can additionally use our discount code almighty c10 that is a l l mighty letter c 10 to save yourself 10% off in addition to whatever the front page says so go there check them out get yourself some dice or some dice bags or dice trays they're lovely dice they're really good quality and i think mango even has a set now did you didn't you pick one up at gen con yeah i did actually yeah what do you think of yours you're not wrong. They're phenomenal. Dice. Fucking love them. <laughs> and what's crazy to me, you said you said these came from Indiana. Yeah, Fort Wayne. Indiana. Yep. That's crazy. I I love Ford imports. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> you made my brain break there for a minute, and I went, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. Indiana's not a real state. Ah, uh, get out of here. So, uh, with that being said, we have another sponsor. Switch on over to Nixie Gaming and check out some of their lovely Switch controllers, Switch accessories. They've got Switch cases, Switch docking stations, Switch game cases. They got all kinds of stuff going on. And right now, their hot topic is the Nixie GameCube controller. It is wireless and it is built exactly like the old school game controllers. Which was arguably one of the best controllers that Nintendo made. You can head over there and pick it up using our promo code LOZLORE. Save yourself 10% off of that. And then finally, do you get tired, Mango? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) Not anymore. You can go to Dubby. That's right. Go on over to the Dubby and you use our. Say it, you son of a bitch. Uh, what? You, you say, say Dubby Energy. Dubby Energy. 
Uh, you have to say W Energy so I can say W Energy. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Head on over to W Energy. W Energy. <laughs> and use our promo code FUMBLING4. And that is FUMBLING4. And save yourself 10% off. You finally got your kit, didn't you, Mango? I got, I got my samples, yep. Did you try some of them out already? Yeah, they were fucking delicious. <laughs> Which one did uh, you try first? They're all named so weird. I tried the orange one first because I fucking I love everything orange. Can't remember what it's called because it's like cream on my dreamsicle or some shit. But <laughs> it was amazing. It was truly it was delicious. And they're not lying about it not crashing. It definitely didn't. If I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give a fully completely 100 honest review. It didn't like make me twitchy. It wasn't like, you know, chugging a monster and I want to go run six miles and then immediately face plant and take a nap for three months. I I quite simply felt awake. And then a couple hours later, I was back to kind of being tired. It was exactly what I want when I'm just tired and I need to get through like when I'm editing and things like that. Mm hmm. Well, and the thing is, is that I've actually got a chance to talk to the creator of Dubby briefly, and that is exactly what he expressively wanted out of this energy drink when creating it, which was not wanting that hard crash, but wanting something for people like us, gamers and editors and, you know, content creators to have that pick me up like a coffee, but quicker and more efficient and it tastes better than coffee, obviously. This is why we chug these energy drinks. They taste good. We want that fruity, lovely flavor in our mouths. And this delivers on both fronts. And I am absolutely ecstatic to have them as a sponsor. So I love it when fruity things gush in my mouth. <laughs> well, then you're gonna love most. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> Don't forget, if you have any issues with anything I say, there's a couple of ways you can reach me up. A couple of you have already done that, and I'm perfectly fine with it. There is Oops, I Fooked Up on our Patreon exclusive channel. Just, you know, tag me, tell me what, tell me where I fucked up, tell me what I fucked up, and I'll call myself out on it on the next thing, our next podcast. Which you haven't One. done yet. You have to, You have to call yourself out now. I did. I did it the last time. Yeah. Oh shit, you did. You I forgot. I did lie. Sorry. Piece of shit. I did. <laughs> Someone else called me out recently, but it was a while ago, and I need to hear. Here we go. It was Aramithis. Aramithis. Uh, oops, I fucked up. Let me see. Nah, nah, he he's not a patron. He oh. said he wants to be, but he just can't swing it right now so he actually hit me up on our regular channel which is also fine yeah and he had quite a few things to say a lot of them I think he just he's, he was kind of excited about me getting into the 40k aspect of a lot of stuff what I mean is there were some things that I did not talk about that he was wondering if I was going to talk about a bit later I think the number one thing that he mentioned that I definitely completely forgot to talk about was that the orcoids, all of them are fungal, which we did talk about. Mm -hmm. but we didn't mention that they reproduce by shedding spores. Like oh, skin. yeah. I did forget to mention that. Their fucking dandruff spores just kind of float off into the distance and turn into tiny little 
So oops, I fucked up on that one. My bad. It was in my notes too to mention it, and then we got. I got way too excited about imagination. Yeah, I should have. I should have said something about it as well. So thanks, Arimathiasis. I appreciate you calling me out on that one. And if I, I promise you, I know I'm fucking your name up. It's not on purpose. I'm just dyslexic. Jeez, the, the enemy of your dyslexia is that name right there. To the end of the episode. <laughs> Well, hello. I missed you, and I really could use your love right now. Tough shit. That's fair. <laughs> End call. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our bullshit in the mid-break. Welcome to the end of the episode, where we are all going to completely shift topics, and now we're just going to talk about whether we preferred the Barbie movie or the Oppenheimer movie. Welcome back to the end of that conversation. I cut it all out because I thought it'd be funnier. <laughs> Perfect. I'm a Barbie girl. Hello, Barbie world. Cut that out, too. <laughs> I, you have no idea how much of Aaron I cut out of these things. Yeah, a lot. Uh, <laughs> I'm here for it. That's what I'm going to listen to this episode, even though I'm part of it. I'm going to know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Blades, any other fun little tidbits, topics, uh, people, uh, places, things, adjectives? So, uh, during the Horus Heresy, it's actually kind of the creation of what the Imperial Faith is currently. And it was actually backed by the only, the only name I, I was going to say the only name I could think of was Kaldar, and that's something way different. <laughs> so Melkador he ended up backing this not necessarily because he wanted to create religion again but because it was at the time it was really effective for fighting back against chaos horses there was something about the combined human belief that could be both good and bad and they were finally tapping into the good part I guess I just really appreciate that when their backs were against the wall, Malkador used everything at his disposal. He foresaw a lot of things happening, a lot of things they never wanted to come to. And in a lot of ways, even though it's a grim, dark fantasy, he saved this universe, That's at least from a human's perspective. Yeah. And it's good. It's, uh, it's good to know that the, the religion thing, there was some good to it, because I know a lot of it came about pure for purely like corrupt power reasons people just it was either fear because the emperor's gone we can't control these people anymore or it was the emperor's gone this is a way we can control people now so it's it's always good that somebody actually gave a shit and that's why they he tried to start this shit. so i can't comment on this one too much because i don't know much about any of this stuff yet <laughs> Fair. <sighs> but I do have something I want to add. Kind of off topic. I was looking, preparing for this episode for the funniest lore moments in the 40K universe. And I found one. And I want to ask you guys about it because 
if it's true, then this probably goes down as like my number one funniest moment. So Cyphus Kane. Kyvis. Kyvis. Okay. Kyvis Kane apparently tried to flee an incoming Tyranid attack. However, he drove straight into the main force of it. And he was basically made to go back to the regiment he was trying to desert. And instead of everybody thinking he was a deserter, they thought he was a hero for scouting the enemy out. Is this true? Is this a real thing that happened? Yes. Yep. Oh my God. Kyvis Kane, hero of the Imperium. He's kind of, so like, if you've read his books, look at his lore, he has an internal monologue all the time. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. You ever see, do you watch anime? All the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. Well, not all the time for me, but. Have you ever, have either of you seen One Punch Man? Yes. I've seen some of it, yeah. He's king. (laughs) It's a good, uh. The yep, yep, valid. <laughs> I was just at the wrong place at the right time. 100% every time. And everybody thinks he's this phenomenal person and he is just scared shitless the whole time. I forget what the name of his right hand man or servant or whatever it is is, but he's, I believe he's a blank and he's very stinky. He pulls a lot of the weight. Jurgen? That sounds right. Aaron, a blank is a person who, for lack of a better word, is a psychic black hole. He does not exude psychic energy, but whenever he is near psychics, they call him blanks because the easiest way, the the layman term to explain it is that if he is near anyone with any form of psychic abilities, they're completely cut off from the warp. Oh, wow. Yeah. And if he's even when he's around just regular people, even if you don't have any psychic abilities, you just feel you just you feel uneasy around them. You feel something feels unnatural. See that that makes it even funnier what I found about Jurgen, because there was more that I didn't go into. But I'm so glad Blades said something. Is it the fact that his last name's Meoff? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Jurgen Meow. It was more so that he doesn't go anywhere without a porno. Apparently, he travels all the time with a porno. You, you don't? No. <laughs> uh, apparently, he's got a melt gun and never travels anywhere without a porno. <laughs> Every, everybody's got a shtick. Where's uh, the tip of my hand? <laughs> Oh my gosh. See, this is this is what I'm here for. The Warhammer funnies. And so I should add on blanks, like Mango said, when people even people without second powers get put off by them, they have different effects. At Jurgen's case, he's stinky. Like really stinky. <laughs> <laughs> So why the hell does Kane go with him? Oh, he's because and they're extremely useful. <laughs> he's extremely useful. <laughs> and he's extremely loyal. Oh my god, this is this is like King and uh I can't think of another person for one punch that would be Jurgen. 
Oh, she's got Manetta from My Hero Academia. Uh, Manetta. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't smell like shit. You just don't want to be around him because he's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. Oh gosh. Yeah, I, I thought I would share that um, because I was like, okay, I, I looked up a little bit more Blood Angels and I looked up some more factions. So I got the serious out of the way. I wanted to look up the funny. I was like, there's got to be as much as these guys laugh and talk about different things. You know, when we're all hanging out and stuff with the four hammer, you know, universe where it's funny. I want to find like one of the top funniest moments. The fact that this dude tried to escape and then ended up going into an entire armada of these things and went, oops. And then he's a hero is just great. If you guys want listeners and also the two of you. Uh, I'll I'll buy the Caiaphas Kane book. I've been wanting to read it anyway, and we could just do an episode <laughs> about the book. Because <laughs> there's, there's a lot of I've heard a lot about it, and there's a there's a lot of good moments in there. Here's I have, it. I have not read it yet. Ooh, okay. Here's here's the deal. If you want us to do an episode on this book, hit us up on our Twitter or in our discord and let us know you want it also this gave me a great idea i think we should do a top 10 funniest moments in warhammer lore for our patreon exclusive episode top 10 funniest moments like per person like everybody brings their favorite their top 10 i think so i think so you know well i would say this is going to be a patron only episode like an exclusive to our patreon so yeah i think you and i bring bring our top 10 each you know that's 20 funny moments i think i I think that would be great easily think of 10 favorite funny moments (laughs) they may only make me laugh but fuck you (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh gosh all right mango you're up so i'm gonna keep mine kind of short because we're definitely gonna go deeper into it i just i can't talk about favorite moments in 30k without talking about one of the most depressing things to happen the sacking of Prospero (laughs) long story short and for all you listeners again I'm going to go into much much more detail the sacking of Prospero will definitely get its own episode because of all of the things happening in the background that led up to it and even what was happening during the sacking so don't at me bro (laughs) i know i'm leaving stuff out the extremely short version aaron prospero was the homeworld of the thousand suns the primarch of the thousand suns magnus was the the psyker he was the psyker he was exploring the warp found out what Horus was doing, went to daddy and was like, daddy, 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 Horus, big, mad, bad, mean man. And the emperor was like, you said what, you little bitch? That's my favorite child. You could eat a dick. And Magnus was like, what? And then he goes back home and the emperor was like, hey, so you know how I've always definitely hated Magnus because he's a little bitch? Go kill him. Well, go capture him. The Emperor said, go capture him. 
And then on his way there, some stuff happened and the capturing turned into a huge fucking slaughter. Jesus. So it's more commonly known as the burning of Prospero because Prospero is no longer inhabited or inhabitable. And the Thousand Sons got almost completely annihilated. And Russ, I'm very, I'm both as a Space Wolf player, this is badass and incredibly depressing. Russ literally bodied Magnus. The end of the fight was he picked him up and did the thing where he like knelt down and cracked his fucking back over his knee. He Bane Batmaned him. He Bane Batmaned him. And in his last like moment, like Magnus was straight up about to die, like seconds away from death. And Zinch, the chaos god, was like, little boy, little boy, come here, little boy. And Magnus kind of just, yeah, all right, I don't want my children to die. So they got sucked into the warp. Some more stuff happened. Yeah. It's shocking how accurate this rendition is. Voices and I, everything. Uh, yeah, that's exactly. Little boy, little boy. That's exactly how uh, Zinch talks in my brain. Anytime anybody <laughs> says they hear from Zinch, little boy, give me a little boy. <laughs> Come to chaos, little boy. <laughs> We've got candy in the van. We have candy in the van and little bird demons. You like birds, don't you, little boy? <laughs> <laughs> oh god no <laughs> this has been a rendition by mango <laughs> every episode there's always somebody with a weird ass voice well, no, uh, normally it's you but yeah. that's just kind of how you sound yeah well fuck you uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well I think that's all the time we have for this episode mango wait there's more Now we're out of time. Ah, okay, now we're out of time. Well, <laughs> in the sake of arms time, and cons- arms of an and the arms, and the sake of uh, ending the episode on a high note. If you're not a patron, go check it out. There is a we're releasing our first bonus Patreon exclusive episode where I get my fortune read actually it's my past life read and it is pretty interesting so the reason for anyone curious the reason this is a patreon exclusive episode is because aaron doesn't like bad juju so if you guys go watch it maybe we can make like chandelier follow them or something son of a (laughs) 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 Oh God! <laughs> so go check it out. Go check it out. It's, I think our lowest tier is a dollar. I think we get a dollar patron tier. Fair enough, sir. And yep, servitor tier, and then we've got all the way up to a hundred. Each tier has different levels. You can you know, support however you so choose, or you can still support us by just listening to the show. But yeah, I think that's it for this episode. Mango, you got anything to add? Just if you like what you hear, if you like what you heard, if you like what you see. If you like what you see, that's probably your reflection, and you should. You're beautiful. Thanks. 100%. <laughs> but if you like what you heard, there's 37 more podcasts that you could listen to. Mm-hmm. We've got D&D. We've got Cyberpunk. We've got Resident Evil. 
Legend of Zelda. Other ones. Other ones. <laughs> There's a list. Just look up Fumbling 4. Just look up Fumbling 4 wherever you get your podcast, and you can find all our lovely little shows. Blades, anything else you want to throw out there? Yeah, actually. Aaron. Yo. How the fuck did you not talk about the store? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, oh, look, I, I'm not trying to shamelessly, continuously drop up your fucking story here, but man, <laughs> all right, I, like so, I've only been with these guys in terms of being a patron for like a year now. <laughs> I'm a pretty dedicated person when it comes. Like, I'm always all cards on table when it comes to supporting someone. So if you want to take what I say as bias, it's fine. However, I will say I'm a very honest person. I'm looking at the store. It's not some of these designs are hit or miss. You know, they're not all great, but Microsoft Paint can only do so much. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that's some of the stuff I'm looking at is actually really good. And it pisses me off that you only said it now. (laughs) <laughs> yeah the best part is if you look at the store you can see how my art has evolved over time because <laughs> a lot of these are made by myself and ariel so you can see where aaron just learned how to use clip art and editing and then eventually aaron learned how to use enhancements and photoshop and everything else and you could just you can just see the designs evolve <laughs> If it makes you feel any better, the only reason I knew about the store is because Aaron literally hired me to reach out to other people and talk to them. And I was like, do we have a website? He goes, oh, yeah. And sent me that. I was like, what the fuck? Why don't we talk about this? (laughs) And so we'll be eventually adding the Warhammer for Lorecast stuff on this, right? Oh, 100%. The the one I'm very excited about and will immediately talk about the moment it's in the store is 100% 40k and I am so I'll tell you about it off the record perfect because <laughs> I'm going to be looking at this now damn it Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well before we go one last thing to shout out right now it is scream stream month on our streams on twitch You can go hang out with us on Wednesdays at 8.30 p.m. Central Time and Saturdays at 9 p.m. Central Time. We are playing spooky, spooky, scary games all month long on these days. And we are having... Say what? Except for when we're playing ducks. Yeah, except for when we're playing duckies. Uh, we, (laughs) We are hanging out, playing scary games together. Myself, Mango... Daniel from some of the other Fumbling 4 shows and Mark, as well as Blades joining us and a good friend of ours, Grim. So you can check those out. My Twitch channel is Almighty Crit. Mango's is Mango19. Nope, that's not it. That's Grim's. Not What's even it? fucking close. Not even close. What is yours, Mango? It's Naked Mango 33. That's what it is. Naked, Naked Mango 33. So yeah, you can check either one of ours out there. Blades, you have a Twitch too, don't you? Yeah, the seven blades. The seven blades. <laughs> the seven is a number instead of the... 
<laughs> so yeah, go hang out with us this month. We are streaming. By the time this gets posted, we will have already streamed on Saturday, but we will be streaming the following Saturday. So and Wednesday and Wednesday. Well, I won't be on that stream because that's my anniversary. Oh, nobody so, gives a shit about your marriage. Oh, wow. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I love you and Ariel. I, my, my I know I talk shit about both of you all the time. I'm genuinely very happy that you guys have an anniversary. I think I killed seven. Power <laughs> behind the fucking <laughs> dead. <laughs> Mango said he doesn't give a shit about our anniversary. What? What do you say? What do you say? She man? said neither do I. <laughs> God damn! Well, my life is a lie. Don't cut that out. Anyway, go buy merch. Absolutely, yeah. Go buy merch. It makes me feel better because the rest of my life is just a lie. Okay, thanks. Bye. Jesus. Thanks for joining us, guys. I know this is the eighty-seventh time we've said goodbye. I love you. Most of you, not really. Probably just you. You know the one. Me. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. Okay, bye! <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Warhammer Lorecast. If you like the show, please leave a five-star review. Tell a friend. That's how we grow. And stay tuned on that Patreon. Coming soon. And finally, shortly within the next week, we'll have our Twitter up and running. Make sure you reach out to us. Tell us what you think. And, of course, show us those armies. Until next time, dear listener, remember, in the 41st millennia, there is only war.